Hello everybody! I'm Nama. And I am Mwamba, also known as Momo. Call me Momo though, or Mwamba. She know. just made that up today. I've never! You never listened to my radio show because that's literally all I said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was like my signature thing. So you get yourself some new friends, people. I do, no, you've always had Momo. You had like your YouTube channel. Nah, no, relax Momo. yourself. No, you did. But the Mwamba, aka Momo, it was like uh, a radio thing. But yeah, Momo is really good. But I know you've always gone by Momo. Yeah, because it sounds better it when sounds Northerners cute. say it. Huh? When Northerners are like, you're right, Momo. Don't it sound better than When Momo? are you in the North? When I was in Stoke, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, Momo, they're the ones that gave me the nickname. <laughs> Why are you carrying on with the accent anyway? Because I love it. Welcome to the Turn to Your Neighbour podcast. Yes. Which is a podcast, literally, I think if you're in the Christian community, it says it all. Yeah, well, even if, yeah, if you're in the Christian community, maybe you're thinking, turn to your neighbour or what? But let me say it like this. Turn to your neighbor and say. <laughs> or the Americans would be like, turn to your neighbor and tell them you love them. Is that what they say? <laughs> no, but like, I'm thinking of Creflo Dollar in my head. Oh, yeah, Creflo Dollar. <laughs> he loves turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor. <laughs> oh, no, Joel Osteen does it all the time oh, as well. Yeah. yeah, turn to your neighbor. No, I've never heard Joel Osteen. No, Joel Osteen says turn to your neighbor or let your neighbor or something like that. Let yeah, your neighbor yeah. know. Nah, but anyway, nah. we feel like it's just such a self explanatory title that explains that every Christian understands. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a phrase that every Christian understands. Yeah. And it's just so funny. And the, the moments of turn to your neighbor are just so funny and awkward, awkward yeah <laughs> that we just felt like we're a little bit funny and awkward so it's gonna work for the podcast yeah no honestly we were looking for something that's um quite spiritual if you were <laughs> um but not as like super corny we didn't want to be like the church talk about church podcast yeah we wanted to be like something that's ambiguous because if you don't know if you're not in the church world you wouldn't you you wouldn't know what they're talking about but it's but it's, it's just also, inquisitive. Yeah, but also, I also kind of feel like it is a, um, what's the word that I want to use? A universal term in terms of like, you don't always have to be in the church community to know, but there are people who know it, even if they're not in church. Do you know really? what I mean? Like if you watch movies and stuff and like, um, let's say it's like, a, for example, a green leaf. Right, I don't yeah. watch that, so. Yeah, but people do. What, non-Christians? <laughs> yeah, I reckon non-Christians watch green leaf. Okay. For sure. Mm. Um, oh, okay, that's true. Because I know a few people that yeah, are Christians that watch it. Exactly. I don't think it's meant for a Christian audience, but we tend to dive in anyway. But I think when you hear something like that, you know what's going on. And basically, it's just like speaking to everybody around you, isn't it? Turn to your neighbour. Let's think of another way of saying turn to your neighbour. Mm, turn to the person next to you. Yeah. Okay, turn to someone next to you. And say... And say... I am glad to be in church today. Are you glad to be in church today? It's when we were saying how... Um, when you're told to sing to your neighbour. Oh my God. <laughs> and then you have to point to the person... But you know, like, you, no, don't no, no. Keep, you don't keep the eye contact. No, you because know, it's like, awkward. I have a wonderful... Oh, no, that's the Bible song. But you know when you have to be like, It's in you. <laughs> the word works in you. Give me a song. What song would you have to sing? <laughs> and we're like, You are the reason. Oh, what's the one where you have to be like, um... <laughs> anyway, any song that you have to confess yeah, to the next person, sing to your neighbour, and then you just do you know what's happening? You don't have a neighbour, so then you kind of turn to somebody, but then that neighbour's already turned to somebody nah, else. I'd rather that than 
turned into your neighbour and you're not like and it just lasts so long. Do you know what I don't also like as well? I don't mean okay, this is not a bashing chat segment, but when I have to hold my neighbour's hand, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. And you know that it's either you're gripping yeah. hard or you're not gripping at all. Exactly. Or like now you're thinking Oh, where's your hand been? Oh okay, I didn't think that. And then someone's hand a mad clammy yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. And you just want oh for those who go to BLW and Christ Embassy, mm. it's when um, we're doing the national anthem. The national I mean, the BLW anthem. Yeah. And then you have to lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And, and then, then sometimes you're holding people, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Lift up! I don't know, but it's going yeah. to leave you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that part? Goes, wait, no, no. You're yeah. my brother, you're my, my sister. sister. Da, 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 da. And then you go, leave me the but when do you put your hands down? It's After when what line? The six foot and you're there with your four foot self and they're there. Yeah. That finger wagging. Yeah. Yeah. It's alive in you. The word works. But no, why did we start this podcast? Okay, we started the podcast. To be honest, this... We had this well, since I came back from South Africa, which is actually mm. 17 or 18? 18. 18. Seven, 18, yeah, 18. No, you're right, 18. And then we were like, yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And then we were like, yeah, we're not going to do it. And then we were like, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. And then we're going to do it. Mm. And then eventually, it was just like something for me that was just raining in my heart for so long mm. that I was like, I can't ignore it. And as well as that, like, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have this conversation with. Wow, that's corny. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> No, but I feel like when we genuinely have our conversations, I feel like we have a vibe where it's like not too serious mm. and not, but also very understandable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that's what may be missing in the Christian community is like just a relatable um, podcast. I mean, there's not many Christian podcasts that I know of personally, but yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I think like you said, we needed to start something. First of all, when you came back, you were thinking of ideas of what podcast to do. I remember we toyed around with the oh, yeah. topic because we always go on the phone together and we're talking forever and ever. And it will be like, we talk every day, every Literally. other day. If I don't talk to Nama for like a week, it feels so That's strange. never happened ever. <laughs> Probably has. No, it hasn't. But like... You know, even the th- three days she'd be like, I miss you. And I'm like, you literally spoke to me on Friday. Oh, girl, bye. What? <laughs> Show the receipts. Anyways, so, um, plug in there. <laughs> You're so stupid. Um, no. We love it. So then, um, last year she, we wanted to do a podcast about just anything random because we talk about daily yeah. topics, current affairs, everything. And then, but then I wasn't on the same wavelength that she was, and I just, at the time we didn't work, so we didn't oh, yeah. have any means of actually. We were thinking, how would we make this happen? Because we weren't working. Yeah. How would we? And so I was like, do you know what, Noma? Let me not stop you. Mm. Flourishing. So I was like, um, she said, she said I should make my own podcast. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, I'm gonna make my own podcast, but I just can't imagine sitting here talking to myself. But you know that people do it because you've got that lady who does it, my leak. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I see. My thing was like, I never wanted to sit and start telling people, telling people what to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, that was my main thing because I feel like she's very like um, informative. Right. And as much as I'd love to be informative, I want to genuinely have a conversation. Okay. <clears throat> that was my main thing. 
and obviously and then yeah so then this year she was just kind of she said we need to do a podcast however right the podcast can't just be like us talking about pop culture and etc et oh of course yeah so that's where it was at we realized that spiritually mm. i don't have a lot of podcasts that i listen to where they are it's either their podcast strictly about the word and it's very it's a sermon it's, yeah it's a sermon uh, can you think of any like that podcast that you listen to like that that sermons but no not a sermon but a podcast anyways oh um, um what's that radio station in london cb no gospel something premier gospel premier gospel they yeah they've one. got that one yeah um, the millennial yeah millennials. that, is that was good? good but they haven't carried it on but that was really good i enjoyed well, it I listen, I listen to i'm it. not listening to it listen thank to you for reminding me because yeah. i remember seeing someone was asking on twitter which podcast to listen to and meet the millennials it was with cassie Lincoln. yeah but she wasn't always there but oh okay yeah yeah so then we need we need a podcast basically to talk about spiritual things but on a level basis you know where it's relatable 100 where, um, it's a hot podcast it's a hot podcast <laughs> humble open and transparent <laughs> yeah if you know that you should know and yeah so when that happened, um, <clears throat> it was weird because after that, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you should do a Christian podcast. Oh my gosh, you should do a Christian podcast. I didn't tell you. Did I not tell you? Okay. Who so, said that? Um, now I'm going to be shouting people's names out on here. Um, oh, bleep them out. <laughs> but um, no, Anita told me to do it. Um, who else told me to Oh, I need to stop clicking the pen. Um, you know when people say loads of people and it's actually just one, one person? person. <laughs> Or nobody. No, no, Every, no but everyone's been generally. asking me to do this. <laughs> yeah. One person, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we just wanted to start the first episode. Imagine we haven't even started, but the first episode is just basically reflecting on 2019. The both of us. I feel like I'm so yeah reflecting on 2019 basically and how it's gone and how the other years have made 2019 the way that it is not necessarily other years but just this year oh, yeah in comparison I, no, it does it it's in shaped, comparison it's shaped other the other years have shaped 2019 2019 what, what, what do you mean <coughs> do you think everything happened like everything that's happened this year has been a prelude to this grand finale, Always. which is 2019. I think that's just life. So the 2019 is a prelude to. Are you getting followers, Aya? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right? No, I was just, just. Oh, and I just screenshot it by accident. But anyway, yeah. So sorry, let me concentrate on you. <laughs> Somebody's on their phone whilst we're doing this naive. Sorry. Yeah, no. I think, and I always say this to people. I say your life's patterns are. Watch the patterns that happen in your life because it tells you your future. Mm. So that's why I'm saying your past years are a result of 2019. Mm. The everything that you've been doing, the efforts, the not, the no effort, you know, the crying, the whatever. It's a reflection of what 2019. And for you, how has that been? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Mama came in and started crying basically today. <laughs> I picked her up from the station and she's like. I had a disgusting driving lesson. Are you right? <laughs> Why are you going to try to expose me like that? We she, all have she disgusting. Asked me, she we asked all me, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? Because I'm a good friend, I said, not good. I didn't say I'm fine. <laughs> I didn't say I'm fine, like what you're meant to say. Yeah. I said, not good. And, and she was like, Why? I wasn't ready. You know what I'm to say that? I'm like, oh. She's expecting <laughs> me to be like, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm quite. <laughs> 
But I was like, no, I'm not good. Mm. And it's because I'm doing driving. Mm. And um, I've been doing driving probably for all my life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I've literally... And do you know what? I have to be honest. Because people ask me all the time, why aren't you driving? Mm. First of all, when when I was, like, in college, you know, when you get your provisional, 17, whatever. I didn't get my provisional because... I was surrounded by boys and I thought, my boys are going to drive me everywhere, like literally. And then your boys get girls. And then my boys got girls <laughs> and, you you know, calling them up before they used to, if I was stranded, they used to come pick me up like straight away. Mm. And they, I'm still, I'm sure they still would now, mm. but there's now levels. You can't just be calling up your boy who's got a girl. Anyways, mm. I digress. Mm. So... That was one reason. And then I genuinely just didn't want to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no desire to drive. Yeah. So anyway, um, now I'm doing my driving lessons. And I've been doing... So I had like three hours yesterday and three <gasps> hours today. Oh, that's yeah, so good. Intense. Yeah, intense ones. So I think today, I was just having a bad day anyway. Mm. I think, you know, when you're filled with a little bit of anxiety before you deal with something like driving, when you're learning new skills, I think mm. it's important to be... Um, fresh prepared, mind, yeah. yeah, freshly prepared with um, calmness of the calmness. Yeah. So I went in there quite tense already. Yeah. And when you're learning something, you need to be a skill, a physical skill. Yeah, it's it's quite demanding on yeah. your mind because you're learning so many different and skills body. at the same time, and your body, and your body because body. sometimes it's like, yo, my leg is going stiff. When you're first learning to drive, like you're you're you don't know what to do with your feet, especially yeah. okay. I'm not talking about automatic, but like. If you're doing manual, which is what you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. your feet, and then you're like trying to hold that steering like as stiff as possible. But I, it's just, <clears throat> I remember speaking of which, I remember, I think I've told you this before, but when my granddad passed on, that was the worst driving lesson of my life. Mm. I couldn't turn gears, I couldn't do anything. I remember going sh- straight across in a roundabout, and my instructor was like, Did you see the roundabout? Shy, I'm like, that's what happened to me today. Yeah. She was like, You were meant to go round yeah. it. <laughs> not like yeah yeah through. literally and he was like and then i literally started crying i was doing a maneuver i was doing parallel park and i couldn't do it and i just cried i just cried and cried and he was like let's go home i was like mm. please and the thing is because i'm the type of person like i've paid you i'm gonna do this i couldn't cancel the lesson but sometimes i think do it man cancel the lesson if physically you're not because yeah. it's, it's only gonna make your mood like literally and I was you know I started shaking like I was shaking physically (coughs) I couldn't even hold the wheel I remember we we ended up parking was it like in home base or somewhere we weren't even meant to go there Mm. and she was just like park here it's fine I was like tears were flowing down my face she was like what is wrong Mm. she's like from the beginning of this lesson you've not been doing well so she was like I thought you didn't eat Mm -hmm. because you you must eat eat, yeah Mm -hmm. you don't eat you you don't concentrate it's, well it's enough. Also, with this saying. is a bit annoying because, sorry, just to digress, it's like it's right. a season of like praying and fasting. Oh yeah. And then it's just like I need to eat because I need to drive. But I want to fast. I want to fast <laughs> at the same time. So you have to be like, okay, God, I'm gonna break it at like twelve. I know that means you have to wake up a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. etc. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> she was just like, "What is wrong?" And I ended up just telling her what was up and. I was just feeling anxious mm. and um, so she in essence we talked about it in the car and she related to what I was telling her about I'll talk mm. about this in another day exactly oh that's but, um, yeah and so she the the big thing I learned from her she's mm. probably not a Christian I can assume mm. 
but she was saying that when you're having tough times you need to talk about it mm. and a lot of times what we tend to do certain people is we just bottle it up mm-hmm. or even just saying like oh i can do all things if through christ who strengthens me mm. or confessing scripture is great mm. but you need to let out what mm. you're feeling at mm. the moment because sometimes when i pray mm. There's still, you know, even the Bible says that you need to confess your sins. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not <laughs> the it's you a said sin. <laughs> confess it. Confess. Like tell God how you really feel. Then yeah. pray. Then begin that prayer. Yeah. Because you're probably hindering something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, we're not like spiritual experts. Yeah. Anymore. Oh yeah. BT Dubs. Yeah. BT Dubs. To correction. And yeah. We're just saying it how, how we, we see it, it at the moment, and yeah. we're we're open to growth. And we're gonna and if we go back and say oh yeah i changed my opinion that's totally allowed yeah and don't come for us for that because i'm a woman and i can change my mind exactly so when like when you're saying about the bible saying um confess no um where was i going with that confessing your sins or whatever it's not even confessing your sins because i feel like that's out of context mm, yeah that's it's a not bit it's, out. yeah it's not confessing but your sins it should be a scripture we don't have we're not sin conscious or whatever but um i think it's a matter of being real with god and being yeah. like god god i've done this i know you you i know you know that i've done this you knew mm. that i was going to do it before i even done it mm. but i'm just letting you know how my heart is right now mm. although you know i like i'm sorry and god has forgiven you and you have to like learn to move on i think that's the hardest point yeah, for us yeah, is yeah. like because we don't have god coming here physically and being like I have forgiven you, Mamba, it's mm. okay, move mm. on. It's it's a lot harder for us to move on. But however, that's naturally how it is. Mm. He knew what you were going to do before you even done it. Mm. So for us to get over that, because I'm even like that sometimes as well. Like I'll do something and then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that to that person. Mm. Oh no, like I'm not even upsetting you, but I'm upsetting God because that's mm. just the way that like, anyway. And I'm just like, oh, then I'll start thinking about it for ages, start thinking about it for ages, start thinking about it for ages. And it's like, hold up. God knew this was going to happen. Mm. I need to make sure that next time I go about it a different way. And we have to move on because it's so easy to stay in that trapped situation. Mm. But um, anyway, that's not the conversation for today. No, that's fine. That's fine. I think it let the conversation flow yeah. in terms of like what you're saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So like I said, that I feel like those pattern, those patterns that we've built in 2017, 16, 15, 14 are a result of what happened in 2019. And for me, ah, there's moments, there's, if I go back to the beginning of 2019, boy, it was literally like the hardest. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be H-O-T, H-O-T. As you should. As I should be. <clears throat> Probably one of the most depressing times. Not hard, but just sad. Okay. Not depressing, just sad. Yeah, thank you for correcting that. Yeah. Because I have a serious problem with people saying Yeah, depression. yeah, sorry, no, not, not, not depressing, sad. Um, I feel like I was mad lonely. Oh. You were there, but like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I know, but you get me. I was mad lonely. I, you know how I got stripped away from so many people. Mm um, Even stripped away from my friends because I came back from SA and it's like I had a whole. What's SA? South Africa. There's not a lot of people know that. Even. Oh, sorry. I was saying SA, and my oh. Nigerian friend was like, "What's SA? Is that a club?" Oh, <laughs> that ass. <laughs> my bad. So yeah, I got stripped away from everything that I had built. Or oh, no, that ha- that was formed. Mm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so I got stripped away from everything. And then I came back from South Africa, and the real team that only 
my closest friends know but I'm okay with saying it now is what had happened was I came back from South Africa couldn't get a job straight away um, I didn't have any money so it smells so nice does it smell nice? yeah <laughs> It smells so good. It's, I think it's just the rice. But um Alright, don't be <laughs> it. smells nice. No, it does smell that. okay. Um yeah, I got stripped away from everything, didn't have any money. So I literally had to go back to Waitrose. And I say go back because I worked in Waitrose before I started working working. Mm. Um So what was your job before that? What, what when you say you went from Waitrose then went back so to Waitrose, what did in, you do? When I was in sixth form. I went nah, to, I don't mean that. So you came back from South Africa. Oh, uh, I was so, I was a social so, media coordinator in South okay, Africa. So, so I was always working in. And where were you working? YFM. What's YFM? Oh my god. <laughs> no, because yeah, sorry. YFM was basically a, a radio a radio station. Was is a radio station in South Africa that basically. Can I say top radio station? It's You're a, playing it. Yeah. Down. Okay. It was it's like okay. one of the biggest radio stations okay. in South Africa. It is. This girl's very humble. I, I'm not here for it. <laughs> Because, I mean, yeah, we love humility and all that, but sometimes, like, she was working top radio station, YFM, and you were a social media expert, so then when you came back... When I came back, it was literally the most humbling experience, because (laughs) nobody hired me. (laughs) No one hired me, I had no money, couldn't drive, I couldn't meet up with my friends the way I was doing, I say, that I couldn't, I I literally couldn't manoeuvre, and... I remember praying so much and then God had been like, chill. Like, literally, that's all I had was just, I had to chill mm. and go back, humble myself. Do you know how embarrassing it is to go back and people are like, oh, what are you doing here? I remember you when you were like 16. What are you doing here? Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. And having to explain my situation to everybody. Remember, I'm telling you, I'd call you, like, I hate explaining myself. That's when the attitude of me saying, I refuse to explain myself to anybody came in because mm. they don't deserve my, they don't need my explanation. And honest, honestly, I don't have to explain myself to everybody. Mm. It's a lot of effort to do so. Mm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was mad humbling. And I didn't get hired for uh, 11 months. And thank God I was having a little bit of money to like, lived a little little, a little bit but most of my money was going to that oh my gosh and i do i out myself like this basically okay i'm hot i'm hot hot. um basically my tax got messed up um when i was working in a certain space that i won't name and then also just yeah my tax got messed up a lot and then i owed the government like so much money and then that was just long as well and then um yeah so i was actually paying my tax returning my tax for mm. a whole year returning paying for my driving lesson and literally help i'm not helping i didn't my parents don't need my help but i'm we've just like grown up in terms of like you just do what you can in the house we don't, we don't yeah it's just literally contribute they don't need help in, by in, by any means but it's just something that you do so for me that was a priority for me to make sure that i'm able to give my mum an x amount of money um not even my mum, just the household. We make, sometimes like we want to fix the fence or we want to buy a new shower. Like those are the kind of things that we needed, and I wanted to. I wanted to be able to input in that situation, which a lot of the time left me no money. But then I had this goal, right, of being at Represent Radio because like that's where I'm at. I had this goal. I woke. I woke into 2019. I was like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to Represent Radio. Mm. Um, not having any idea how. Anyway, got to represent God being good, like me doing the application. Like there was no applic- um, there was no job opportunity or anything like that. So I literally just like literally when I tell you the Holy Spirit gave me an idea, a vision in my head to create a whole entire video. How did you 
do this with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. How? So, you know, other than me being like, okay, God, this is something that I want to get into. This is somewhere where I want to be, because that's the kind of person that I am. I'm like, I want to be here. God, like, how are we going to do it type of thing? Mm. Um, and it was actually just like a vision in my head. A vision in my head of, this is how the video is going to be. And I literally, my job was just to literally create it. Mm. Anyway, got that. And then literally they responded to me like, yo, come through. We only have work experience. Um, and it's only for a week. So do what you want to do with it. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, thankfully, I was able to take holiday at Waitrose at the time. Go for the go for work experience there. And then when I got there, I did a week. And then after that, they're like, we don't have any jobs. But... but we really want you to stay and we want to give you a show to produce. So wow. that's when I became a, a producer. However, when I was a producer, I wasn't getting paid. Mm. <laughs> so I had to also, the, the show that they gave me clashed with my hours at Waitrose. Mm. So I had to go back to Waitrose and be like, listen, I'm in a position where these guys don't want to pay me. I have to stay here because you guys, you guys pay me and I need, um, I can't let this opportunity go because this is my field. This mm. is where I need to be. Mm. Um, so they decided to change my hours. Wow. Like God being so good, like they decided to change my hours. They let me have those days off and then I was still getting paid there, but still like traveling to London as well. But bearing in mind I'm working part-time, it's still not, it's did, chicken did, Is this not the time where you said that you'd quit? You told them that you, you were gonna quit? Oh yeah, so, so, so yeah, then. see that was the thing, was that I said to them, if, if you don't change my hours i'm going to quit because i need to do this yeah and they were like we're not going to let you quit we'll change your hours basically mm. and that took some time and maneuvering and some praying as well and then yeah so then i ended up being at represent for i don't know how long and i remember they got they came a time i was like god i can't work for free yeah i can't as much as i meant to and as much as i wanted to be here and i'm the one that prayed for this position like, and you get that thing in your spirit where you're like, it's time to move. Mm. Everybody gets it at one point. And sometimes I feel like for me, it happens a bit too quickly. But as, again, like I go back to the patterns of my life. It's like, my life moves very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in my life moves very, very quickly. And that's something that I'm adapted. I'm getting used to now. So I was like, God, I can't work for free. And I don't know how many months it was. It felt like forever. Um, I was still working for free and God was telling me, literally guys, I'll be praying and fasting, thinking that praying and fasting was the answer that's going to like resolve everything. Mm. I remember doing the Daniel fast for I don't know how long. That was one of the toughest, like I'd rather plain fast like nothing, but the <laughs> Daniel fast, because I'm just eating veg and I don't like veg. Things that come out of the ground. Exactly. So yeah, that happened and I remember and I will never, ever, I will never, okay, those two moments. Bearing in mind at this time, I'm keeping my faith. I'm we're speaking every single day. Like mm. you, you know. And then there'll be times I'm not speaking to Mamba, and Mamba will call me be like, "I feel like there's something wrong with you." <laughs> the Holy Spirit got yeah. me connected. You know, you, you know. This is why, you know, it's important to have people around you that are like-minded and mm. you're of the same spirit. Mm. Because when someone is down, mm. they can pick you up. You know, iron sharpens iron. Mm. Because there'll be day. I remember the one time, this wasn't during your represent days or mm. whatever, there was the time before you got the job that you have now. Mm. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me that Noma's not good. Mm. But then, because of the way I was texting you and you were very. Like, were you short? You, yeah, you were either I'm a short very. Texter, no, 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 no. <laughs> but there was just something just not right about it. But yeah. then you were like, I'm fine. And I thought, Holy Spirit, what are you on about? Yeah. She's all right. Mm. And then I remember calling you and you were just like, yeah. <laughs> 
and I was like, okay, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Because I remember it took me like a day to mm. then call you because I could feel it within myself. And then mm. I was, I prayed about it. I was mm. like, well, whatever Norma's doing, she's good. Mm. Holy Spirit kept saying, no, 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 talk to her, talk she to her, talk to her. <laughs> then I called you and you were like, that was the time I think you said you'd broken down even to your mom and oh, things like gosh. that. Oh gosh, yeah, I was getting to that. And um, yeah, so anyway, back and to so, Something about, and everybody probably was able to relate is like, let's not lie we spend 80 percent of our time in a workplace yeah or doing your job your yeah. career or yeah. whatever and when you spend 80 percent of that time in a place in a sector that is not where you're meant to be and you and i think there's absolutely nothing wrong with retail and if retail is where you're meant to be then kill it you know what i mean like make it amazing be the best seller sales assistant that there is be the best manager that there is be but when you know where you're meant to be and you're not there that 80 percent becomes i don't even know like the 80 percent is is soul draining and yeah it literally you can't stand being yeah there. most of your time is there so you, you're looking forward to the two hours of sleep or however yeah. But you know when you get home and that's what you do, you just yeah. sleep. Yeah. So let me tell you, there was a time, I don't know if I told you this, there was a time I was, because obviously all I had to do, all, all I had was faith. And I remember saying to Mamba being like, Mamba, I have so much faith right now that I have no other option. I have nothing to turn to other than just having the faith. I don't even remember me saying that. I was actually like, I don't have a choice but to believe. Like... And either that. it works or it yeah, works. Either works or it works. And I know that my situation is not where it is right now. But all I have is my faith, and that's all like that's my only currency at this moment. Mm. And I remember one time before I had to go to work, and it was, I started a two p.m. shift on a Wednesday, and I was on my knees praying and praying and praying, and I was bawling and I was bawling and I was crying because I knew that if I got up from my knees and went to work, I would be in a mind state of being up sad again mm. and being miserable because I don't want to be there and the only way and I can't be miserable and sad and pleasing God so I was like God can't you just keep me here like I'd rather just stay here and pray all day yeah. anyway because that way I know that I'm pleasing you I'm changing things in the spiritual realm you know I'm I'm being active whereas if I'm going to work I'm going to be miserable mm. and I was literally that was my reason for crying because I was like I don't want to be miserable so anyway that happened but obviously I had to go to work and I remember another time as well where I was like in my prayer was just basically that's all that's the only activity that I could do mm. and um so then I'd pray I remember one night and you know the scripture when Jesus went to um to be tempted by the devil yeah as he uh, yeah. to be tempted yeah by the devil. so he went to go to and then it says and Jesus wept I think that's the same scripture I think that's the same one no anyway I don't know if it's the same one but anyway well, I don't know actually. feel free to correct me but the whole Jesus wept thing and I remember there was one time yeah I was worshiping shortest bible in verse yeah shortest verse <laughs> in the bible. bible um i was i was worshiping and i was worshiping and then i got into the state of weeping but it was not a sad weeping and I, obviously there's times when you cry when you pray but this was different like mm. this was different like it i didn't even know how to describe it mm. but it was just so so different and it was I, I don't know how long i was in that state for but it felt like a really long time mm. but a short long time Okay, makes yeah. sense, makes none at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was good, I enjoyed it, but I know it was a long time. So yeah. anyway, praying and praying, I mean, crying and crying and crying. But you know when the Bible talks about moanings and groanings? Mm. It was like that, wow. but in a crying state. Mm. Um, 
and then I was crying and crying and crying and then after that like I was just like god what happened like it was like I knew that everything changed I knew that that was it that was the crying I've done for 2019 like mm. I had been crying crying because of sad whatever whatever right and I was like now on it's tears of joy because if it's not tears of joy like what happens, what happens? it's yeah. just tears of joy and I remember and then I had a um I don't know if it was a sermon I was listening to, but it was referring to when Jesus wept and then how it was like when Jesus was weeping, it wasn't a state of sadness, it was a state of transformation. Jesus mm. was entering a moment where he was about to, like his three years of ministry, that was the, the, yeah, exactly. That was when he was entering that. That weeping wasn't a sadness, that weeping was a spiritual level that he was entering right. type of thing a different level different okay so i was like yo that's what happened to me mm. like that's what happened to me i had my normal wept moments <laughs> and um yeah so normal wept and after that god done flipped everything and i'm not saying that that was you have to cry for things to change i'm not saying that but i'm saying like there's a moment where everything clicks together and you're like i was actually like do you know what? I got even got to a point where I was like, God, if you're going to keep me here for another year, I'm calm. Because I know that what you're going to give me is going to be so great. Yeah. And that's the, the mental thing that I had to keep going. And I stopped crying about being sad. I mean, I stopped crying about being in a position that I didn't want to be. I stopped crying about working for free. I stopped crying about everything. And I was happy. Like, happy having absolutely... Something. Yeah. <laughs> something. something. Yeah. <laughs> having you, a whole lot of... You, you, yeah. I think, you know, it's about, like, crazy faith because yeah. you you saw that you have so, you have it with you knew within yourself that yeah. something is coming but you had no tangible proof yeah. as to what that was mm. and that's obviously through prayer and fellowshipping with God yeah. um, as you speak you make it sound like it was so easy oh, and you make it sound like it was a straightforward thing there are times where like I said you, people pick you up and you have to pick yourself up mm. and you have to force yourself like literally force yourself to listen to godly messages sermons mm. that encourage you mm. messages that encourage you motivate we did That's the cool. whole um, you know listen to the secret watching the yeah. secret things that you just know will align obviously the secret is a little bit off, off the yeah. word of god yeah but you need things that will be aligned with positivity but yeah. obviously most importantly rooted in christ 100. so there are times where you have to force yourself physically the same mm. way that you would have to drink medicine that you don't like mm. is force yourself to, listen to, to the word and um you know noma i think you're you know when they say about your attitude is important and patience mm. is not about how long you wait it's about how you wait mm. so whilst you're waiting at the job that you hate and you can't stand being there yeah. have a good attitude 100%. because god is giving you something way better mm. don't grumble and be like oh my gosh why am i here obviously yeah. you have moments like that but override most of those emotions with a positive attitude like you know what I'm so thankful that I do have one person in this place that I do get along with. Oh my gosh. And I got along with everyone. That's yeah. the thing. Everybody there was so nice. I had banter. Everything was great. It's just I didn't want to be there. But something, yeah, something at the beginning when I first started, which was when, literally when I came back, was the Holy Spirit said to me, every single... Text you? Said to me... All right. <laughs> you want that number? <laughs> I was like, when did the Holy Spirit text? <laughs> um, said to me, he's like... Every single day, because I was walking to work and it was it's not too far, but you are thanking God for that job. Mm. What, the job that you had no, now? No, the job that I'm in. I'm thanking oh. God for Waitrose. Oh, yeah. And it got to a point where I was like, I was like I'll, 
and even to the sad the most the days that I had when I when I was like most sad or whatever. Thank you, God. I had to be like, God, I'm so like, well, I declare peace upon this workplace. Yeah, you know, like things like that. But that was just something that I had to stick through, even when I didn't feel like I'm like, bruh, God, you said you said you had a plan for me. Yeah, this I, doesn't look like the plan. It doesn't look it, but yeah. I, you, with what you're saying, it always reminds me of this analogy, and I saw it in real life. Mm. Um, our pastor mm. was, um, he, what happened? So a little kid mm. fell, and then he picked him up, and then he started crying. But instead of him, I remember he told him to say, I'm blessed. Mm. And the baby's quite like, he was must have been like about three or four. Yeah. And then pastor's telling him, make sure you say, I'm blessed. So he's like, I'm blessed. <laughs> But the, the head hurting. Yeah, the head hurting. You know, with kids, you can tell them anything. Yeah. And it's quite a great picture of what you're saying. Is like, yeah. though everything is hurting, yeah. you should still confess what you what mm. you don't feel. Yeah. And what you don't necessarily see, because I'm sure the kid was conf- like confused as mm. to why he's saying he's blessed mm. when he's crying and mm. everything's hurting. But it's just a. I remember that's always stuck in my mind is when I'm in pain, I will try by any means, all means necessary to, to heal say, it. <laughs> To say the opposite of how I feel. 100. I'm blessed. You know, I'm like, not blessed. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like, that's just it. Yeah, 100%. So literally, after, I don't, I think it must have been three months. No, well, less than that. Maybe like two, yeah, two to three months after that, I was still applying for jobs. Don't get me wrong. I was not, not applying and <clears throat> throughout the whole time. Jobs but then, in what sense? But like? also not even like apply. It was like strategic applying. <laughs> Oh, so this leads me to the next bit. What in the sector? Social media. That's my that's my okay. area. So digital media, producing social media, like edit, like anything creative in that aspect. So I remember one time, after this moment, actually, um, I got a job at the Beeb. I mean, I didn't get the job at the BBC. What? I got an interview at the BBC. I was like, whoa, that was a big statement right wow, there. Oh my god! So I got an interview at the BBC, and I thought this was. I said. God, we had our moment. Yo, not being funny, but you forgot one big, big thing that what? split you open. Oh. That's why you were like, this girl went, you, you were <gasps> kissed. Oh my God. That, that split you in half. <laughs> yeah, so literally after this, okay, so instead of getting actual jobs, I mean getting job, I started getting like opportunities. Yeah. Okay, so the first opportunity was at Kiss. And if anyone knows me, I chat. So I, I always had this thing where Never I wanted to be a <laughs> in my life. <laughs> uh, the first thing was I had Kiss, um, Kiss FM were looking for presenters. So I was like, "Yo, I got this." The, the video was sick. Like the video, I don't care what anybody. So you said. had to enter the competition. You had to enter the competition. Either you go audition, you do a video online. I did a video online because I don't live in London. So <clears throat> did my video, and then they called, and then they called me back like, "Yo, you got free to the next round." Um, everybody was excited my dad was like Noma this is it my daughter's a superstar <laughs> what um, your daughter will be on kiss <laughs> that's South African I don't know yeah, yeah people always do I always do Nigerian and Ghanaian and meanwhile I'm your very dad's like, <laughs> my dad sounds like a South African man, the chillest man in the world anyway. anyway so yeah I got there and then you guys you know when you think this is it I am this is it like you guys you're just here to just feel that like the status, do you know what I mean? You're you, the rest of the competition is just there for just confidence. Do you know what I mean? And I'm here because I'm the one that's gonna get it. I'm not even joking. There was a time during the second round, I went to the toilet and started dancing Yay. because I thought I killed it. 
I've done the whole thing. I, this is me. What? God, we, we had our moment. We had our moment. We we wept. You know, we we've been praying. We've been sewing. We've been doing what we meant to do, mm. etc. So anyway, the long and the short of it is, I remember the the, the station manager, and the thing is, he was like, okay, everybody goes in groups of four, mm. and then he's like, I'm gonna take people into different rooms. No, 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 groups of no groups of three. Sorry, because there was top three, so everybody goes in groups of three. So then he takes three people out, another three people out into separate. De- build um areas of the building mm. and you get told in your separate area of the building so then it's my group now i turn around i said there's four of us mm. how can four people go through top three that doesn't make sense mm. and i literally said it out loud top four i said like, there's four of us and he looked at me and he was like oh and he was like yeah unfortunately you are the team that didn't get through mm. i was finished mm. did you cry right there no i cried when i got home no yeah. i cried on the train to you yeah I cried on the train. I came home. When I tell you guys, I've never been so so upset by rejection in my life. Literally. In my life, I literally. But the thing is, with me, I give like I always say, twenty four hours to be sad, and that's it. But you weren't. It wasn't. Hours, it wasn't twenty four hours. hours. <laughs> it wasn't twenty four hours. Hours. That was the that was the longest you've been down. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. That was, that was a really longest. really tough time seeing you like that. Ugh. Because, yeah, that was tough. I don't think it was 24. I think it was longer than that. Yeah, it was Because you were saying how mum was also... Mum and my mum and dad were literally so ten, tender with me. Like, they did, they were so... Even my brother's girlfriend, my brother's girlfriend was like, oh, I got, yum-yums are like my favourite food. Mm. She's like, I got you some yum-yums. Everybody was acting like I was sick or something. Yeah, because you were <laughs> acting like that. Oh my god! It's the end of oh my, my life. Like, yeah. and she was just like, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Yeah. You know, just... A whole lot of mess was coming out of her mouth. But yeah. that's, you know, for me, I think it's always healthy to kind of have that stage mm. in your life where you purge out all the emotions of carnality without mm. sounding overly spiritual. Mm. But, you know, you have that little pity party. I remember my aunt said to me, um, <laughs> she always used to be like, when you feel sorry, she'd be like, who's invited to your party? And you're like, what? It's like that pity party of yours who's who's coming yeah it's only gonna be you at the party exactly. but it's fine you have that pity party and then you move on and you pick yourself back up yeah um yeah Nama was down for a long, a long time. time and what would you say got you out of it what would you say how would you say you got out of that again funk <laughs> again i just had to like like all i like what I think, all i had was just to have, all I could do was just believe in God. It sounds so corny, but it's just that's all I could do because it's like I have nothing else to rely on. Clearly, I can't rely on myself because I can't get this job. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I can't rely on my parents because they brought me up. They still can't get me this job. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the only person that I can think of that can genuinely help me is God. So mm. that happened. And then literally not too long after that, the BBC, I got an interview at the BBC again, thought I nailed it because I was like, God, okay, if it wasn't Kiss, all right, cool, BBC is bigger, you know, wow. BBC is bigger than, uh, uh, than Kiss, mm. this is it, you knew it, you, you, everybody, everybody, I tell you, my whole family thought this is it, my friends thought this is it, no one was going to be working at the BBC. Mm. Interview went, oh, we were chatting, we were giggling, loving, you know what I mean, like we're just having conversation, like good interview. Mm. Uh, I waited like two days and uh, an email came through, it wasn't even a phone call and it was a unfortunately email and I wasn't down. Yeah exactly, I was going to say, I, and literally but just before the, after the kiss thing I had my driving test mm. and I failed it and then BBC came and then I 
got rejected. So it was kind of like, wow. you can only kick someone down so much. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So I was just like, ah, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna just keep going. Still going to Waitrose. Is that Kanye song? Is it Kanye? No. Kid Cudi and somebody. Is it Kanye? Oh, don't tell me about Kid Cudi. I'm so, I'm me, sorry. I don't listen to worldly uh, music. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a rest. <laughs> I was thumping to flipping <laughs> Kitty in them. Mm. Um, keep moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm so, I'm so. Mm. Okay, anyway, that's a jam. I'll play it for you when we go. Anyway, so yeah, that happened. And then so what had happened was. Smells better than before. You hungry? Go on, go on. And then I went, and then I got another, and then I had applied for. I remember calling out. I was gonna tell you. I was like, "Mamba, I think I want to work at Sky because it's so close to home." And no, you never said that. I must talk Cooper then. Yep. I must talk Cooper. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like so close. I literally was just an no because you told me when you had applied. Oh, because you told was, me after no because there was applied. a job before that at yeah. Sky that I wanted to apply for. Okay. But then it was like football related, and everyone's like, "No, but you don't like football. Why would you do it?" And I just. Remember? Oh, so yeah. you did tell me because yeah, I was I like, you, you can, you can wing it because yeah. you talked about um, what's her name, Mini. Mini, yeah, yeah Mini. Yeah. So um, yeah, we literally thought I was gonna, yeah, she's gonna be the next Mini Zamini <laughs> of you know the United Kingdom. Yeah, just wing it. And you don't know about football, but you learn on the job. Exactly. But anyway, so, but I never ended up applying for it because I know I just thought about it for a long time and I just kept putting it off. Mm. Anyway. I ended up, the, another role came up, and then I was like, okay, I want to work at Sky, close to home, and I want a car, and I'm going to pass my test, and then um, I, I think that, yeah, petrol, da 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 I can save money, I want to buy a house, yeah, 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 I was literally thinking long time, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to, I was literally on that Sky website for like, I don't know how long, checking for jobs, checking for jobs, checking for jobs, eventually a job came up, applied for the job, and then... Um, <clears throat> It was so long that I even forgot. And then I remember thinking one weekend, thinking I'm going to email these guys on Monday because I believe that I am the perfect person for this job <laughs> and I'm not taking no anymore. Like it's enough. Wow, that's it's tenacity. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was and then I remember they called me. I said, oh, you called me. I was actually about to email you. They're like, oh, good thing we called then. I'm like, yeah, good thing you did call, mate. <laughs> anyway, so um, ended up getting an interview. Got an interview, but I was so prepared because I was like, what went wrong at the BBC that I can fix? And I think I spent less time talking about um, my experience and we had spoke more about me as mama. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, and I literally put on my notes, I remember having this exact notebook that I got here and I literally put in, I, I took it out, but I put in, don't be afraid to show off. So I had that on my table because it was, first of all, it was a phone call interview and I was mm. like, okay, cool. I was actually spilling all the beans, everything, all the nooks and crannies, all the random work experience that is, experiences that I did. Anyway, literally the same day, he called, he called me back, they're like, okay, we want you in for a face-to-face -face interview. I was like, cool. Went in, I had a whole um, presentation to do. I did the presentation in like less than 12 hours. And anyway, the long and the short of it is I got the job. When I tell you, but when I stepped into Sky, ah, oh, there's so much to say. So anyway, so I remember before this, after the BBC, after the BBC rejected me, um, I had a, and I swear it was a vision and an angel came through my window and he started throwing balls at me. You never told me this. I know. I didn't tell anyone until I got the job. And oh then I went. I, I told it at church. I told the testimony at church. And he was like, "Are you joking? I'm not joking." But wait, it was. Wait, it wait. wasn't scary. That's the thing. I think that's why. Oh my gosh, I'm freaked out. <laughs> but in a good way. A, yeah. So he started throwing these white balls at me. 
store. And I'm like, for these white balls. And then with the white balls was like a occasional red ball. A? Red ball. No, as in A, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but listen. So, and then the red balls would turn into red chairs. Eh? And I was like, hmm? And then, I, and then the angel's like, okay, no, I'm going. And I said, hold on, hold on, what about my job? And he said, don't worry about your job, it's the most amazing thing ever. Stop. Speaking like how I speak, yeah? Stop. Flew out of my window. I am not joking, I am not oh joking. Gosh. Flew oh out of my window. And then I, literally the day before I went to Sky for an mm. interview, the Holy Spirit reminded me, it's when you see that red chair. <gasps> Tell me why I walked into Sky, walking up the stairs into my interview room, I see a bunch of red chairs. I am going to cry. <laughs> I see a bunch I'm of joking. red chairs. My heart, you know when your heart just, I don't even you know. You just what, know that you know. I just knew that I knew. And from then on, I had so much peace that <gasps> interview. I mean, that it was so, it was the, literally the best interview Beautiful. I've ever had. And literally the same day they called me, and when they called me, oh yeah, before that, so Sky called, sorry, <laughs> sorry before that. You that person, one more thing. Hold on. <laughs> Sky, the day I got called listen, into the yeah, Sky interview. No, listen, you know, this, this is important, this is important, this is important. Pasta, it won't be long, I'm telling you. <laughs> long end of the short of it, how long have you been saying that for? The long end of the short of it. No, 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 but this is important. The BBC actually called me back. Oh yeah! The BBC called me back and said we want you to come and do, do social media for the one show. Jeez. So I had to choose between the one show and Sky, but because I saw the red chairs, you knew Sky was the one. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And you know it's like the people that reject you will come back to you because you're yeah. set up like that. Exactly. But you have to choose with the Holy Spirit. One hundred percent. And when I tell that. you Sky just done me out that I don't even know. Tell us about your life at Sky, mate. You that's have got their what, hashtag. That's what, their hashtag. What is it? Life at Sky? Yeah, the, you check oh, okay. link in. Hashtag life at Sky. Damn, these people have got um, flipping masseuses in them, man. <laughs> on site. <laughs> How are you going to have a cinema on site for no, free? It's literally the best thing ever. The best. It looks like when she's snapping, it looks like um, Waterloo <laughs> Station. <laughs> It's Terminal 5 actually, like, it's bigger than Terminal 5. Bigger than Terminal Let's stop talking about me now, go looks on. It's huge, it looks massive, innit? Go on, my love. Right, what you, about me? You, you started on your birthday. What about me? Oh yeah, damn, Gina. <coughs> Once upon a time, it was <laughs> not long ago. I was a, I was no, never going to see that. Wow, we are not of this world, <laughs> but we are in it. <laughs> um, for me, I think it began in 2018, in December. Mm. I remember being like... I was here, wasn't I? Yeah, super desperate. I think, we, you know, you and I have walked the same path. I remember I got, I got mm. an in-work experience at a local newspaper, and that was really dope, and I was like, wow, because I wanted to be a journalist. Mm. I wanted to be mostly in broadcast journalism but obviously take every opportunity that comes because i didn't really want to do print but i thought it's it's a, it's, it's a step in the right direction mm. so i went to do work experience at the local <clears throat> newspaper literally two weeks came and i realized that i don't want to be a newspaper it's not my thing mm. i've never really liked okay i like to write but the way we were writing no, but the thing is she different. says but she's the most amazing writer. I said I like to write. Oh, okay. So I okay, I don't like to write. Yeah, yeah that's it. I <laughs> don't I don't like to write, but yeah. I need to get better at it. Because I do enjoy it eventually. Yeah. It's just the process as well. Anyway, so I was there and then after that I was like, Wow, need money. So yeah. I 
Because <laughs> I wasn't working. And um, the year before, for like over a year, I was working as a mental health assistant um, in a mental health hospital. And those places are very, very demanding and it's tiring. So I was working oh gosh, like four days a week. Sorry, but shifts. when you were going through that, I felt like I was going through it for you, with Rude. you. And I, I wanted you out of that so much. Mate, it's, it's so physically draining and mentally draining because mm. you have to withhold so much about yourself mm. because obviously they're vulnerable people mm. and you yourself become vulnerable because they can... Anyways... So was working there, I quit because I was just like, I'm done. I want to do what I'm called to do, which is journalism, which is broadcasting, mm. everything like that. But I had left without preparing, mm. you know, and the saying of fail to plan, plan, plan to, to fail. fail. Is yeah. that what it is? Mm -hmm. And so I'd taken the leap. Of course, I, I believed in God and everything like that. But then I hadn't prepared. Anyways, so that I'd quit that job in July. Mm. And so I'd saved some money that kept me going until about October. And I had to wear my big girl pants and go back <laughs> with my tail between my legs. And oh, we both have that in common. Yeah, exactly. We both had to go back. <laughs> and I remember when I'd left those, that place, I'd made a big announcement. I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> you know, I want to be a journalist. That's what I want to do. I had said deuces to everybody, mm. you know. And so when I went back, they were like, hey, are you not the one who said that you were going to so, journalism? It's so embarrassing. And it's literally like, wow, okay, <laughs> embarrassing. And what I went back to, I used to do day shifts, so this time I went on night shifts, because it's less of a load, mm -hmm. um, less demanding. But as humans or physically, it's really hard to work at night. It was so hard. And then at this time, I tried applying for jobs. But when you're mentally, like your head is just tired and you want to rest, mm -hmm. it was so difficult to apply with a um, fresh mind and, you mm -hmm. know, fully concentrating mm -hmm. and stuff. Anyway, so I remember going to Sweden because my cousin was in Sweden for like four months and she needed help bringing back her stuff. And at the same time, I wanted to go away. Mm -hmm. Ticket was like £20 to Sweden. Cheaper than it is to go up north in England. But anyway... <laughs> um, cheap as anything because she lived there i didn't need accommodation mm. and so i remember it was like december mid-december last year we went and i remember fasting and praying oh were you fasting and praying in sweden? yeah in sweden oh. so because i was so desperate i was like yeah. i don't want this to come you know at the end so i remember waking up in the morning before she would wake up and i'm in a strange town obviously it's freezing and i remember praying um there was a song by we will worship those south african guys oh, yeah, anyway yeah. i remember just like them guys yeah. yep singer over <laughs> here but no they had this other song called um mvini do you know what that means mvini yeah mvini oh no i don't think it's Zulu. to be no, fair it's um so the translation is resting you rest mm. in you so i remember singing that over and over and over again and just being like, God, I will rest in you. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I remember fasting and I thought, this will be my breakthrough. Woo! Breakthrough is coming. <laughs> and December came, nothing happened. <laughs> but the gag is, yeah, guys. <laughs> people would send me um, job applications. I remember like all my friends, super supportive. They know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So send me job applications via Twitter and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd look at them. Mm. that's it mm. 
Like I would look at them. As far as it went. That's as far as it went because I think it was a confidence thing as well and a fear thing. What mm. if I'm not good enough? What if I can't? And I didn't feel like I was qualified enough for the job because mm. I hadn't completed any degree. I didn't, you know, have any qualifications. Mm. So I didn't think that I would be able to do the job. So in January, I remember um, applying to one job and I spoke to this agency and they rang me back like within hours of applying and the girl, she told me that the job was in Farnham, which is like three trains from home. Mm. Farnham is close, driving it's I think is it like 40 yeah, it's minutes very or so, close to here. it's close to here, mm. but via train I had to go Farnborough North duh, yeah. duh, and it was just like really complicated. So I was like, do you know what? I don't think I can do this job. So that was in January, she called me. I remember it was January 1st, because mm. um, I'd just done a day shift at that okay. mental health hospital. And I was like, okay, cool. I remember her name was Kaylee. I was like, okay, cool, fine, I can't. And then I was stuck in that job. And so, Mark, no, January, February came. Exactly. February was like my unofficial birthday. And that was a and you said that unofficial, unofficial birthday. birthday because man's born on the 29th, you know, <laughs> 29th of February. So I don't have a birthday every year. Mm. So, but you know, we move. We move. <laughs> so I remember uh, what happened. I was just so down. I was mm. so sad because I was like, I'm not doing what I love. I hate my job. I low key hate everything about what's happening in my life <laughs> there's nothing to be grateful for though mm. there is mm. but i think i was just so sad i was mad at god i was so angry at him mm. and there was a time where i just i told him how i felt and i said god i'm just so mad at you mm. i'm so mad that nothing's happening to me what where are you because mm. i didn't feel like god was there for me mm. and listening to my prayers because i'd fasted i'd done everything you know, I, I was going to church. Yeah. You know, whether or not you go to church, it doesn't matter. This is why the scripture also says it's not by your works. Yeah, it's not by your works. It's not by your works at all. So, and then you wonder why some people who probably don't, maybe their offering is not as much as you, they don't go to church as much as you, da, 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 but they're still getting blessed. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with your works. It's, it's by what then? By the Spirit of God. <laughs> <laughs> it's by the Spirit and that relationship that you have. Yeah. So, hmm. I prayed and I remember telling God, you're not there for me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so at this time as well, I had really gotten back into videography. Like, mm. I, not back, but I really, I love editing. That's one thing I like to do, like editing video and not so much photos, but I like editing. So I'd picked up my cousin's camera, she lent it to me. And I was doing a video for my birthday, uh, just a, a contemporary piece interpreting. <laughs> Interpreting. <laughs> interpreting life <laughs> as someone who doesn't have a birthday so i'd gone filming that oh my day gosh, i remember that yeah buddy yeah so i'd gone filming that day and um as i was about to i came back it was early in the morning mm. and i came back and i think i remember i was about to go outside no the holy spirit told me to go out and i, I can't remember why i was like remember don't remember why I needed to go outside mm. so as I was going outside this man who's like a family friend of ours was walking past and then he was like oh Wamba I didn't know you lived here and I said yeah I've lived here for like how many years how many years <laughs> like 10 years plus we've lived here and he was like I always walk, walk by here and I was like I have never seen you in my life mm. walking by here because my front door you can see everyone yeah. Walks by. yeah and then so he starts talking 
and um, he was saying how like he was like I can sense that you're very sad and there's like a darkness about you and stuff and he just started confessing things that he said things that I know I only told God mm. and he was saying he was like oh there's such a you're there's just so, such a level of sadness over you and then he was saying be a global citizen I remember he used that term like you have your world is your oyster don't have don't be restricted in one way of doing things in the way that you think you should the path that you think you should take mm. and I remember being like this is definitely God speaking to me I wish I brought that down what I've written down because I wrote as soon as he said those things to me I wrote them down mm. but yeah so he spoke and he was just like um just try something different go a different direction something that you never expected to do so when this happened I got some new energy and um I always wanted to work in London mm. that was my aim but then my friend had told me as well like don't be so rigid mm. be open to other ideas mm. and um I wanted to work in London and you know like I was so set on working in journalism and that was my goal at the time but I realized that I wasn't really enjoying journalism I don't like it so much so my friend always told me to go into marketing and she's like why don't you try marketing uh, it's always been in the back of my mind but I never because I thought journalism was my thing mm. so I was like yeah I'll do a bit of journalism but yeah and then so what happened so in February I went back to the night shifts in March until March and then I was just tired one day oh what happened one time was um, this girl was giving me a lift to the train station from a night shift mm. and she just said it in like a it's like passive aggressive she was like oh mamba why don't you drive because I don't want to be giving you lifts <laughs> I was just like ouch I don't even want to work here anyway yeah. <laughs> like fine like thanks for the lift I didn't say it to her but I was like yeah this is my cue to bounce oh yeah in my last ever shift mm. one of the patients had an episode what did we used to call it had an incident and this incident was she woke up pooed everywhere in her room and was smearing it mm. on the walls mm. and she came to me and lifted her poo and <gasps> was like <gasps> she was like <laughs> and I remember walking into that room like imagine a small four by four room when someone's pooed in it the smell is heightened yeah and I had to go and deal with her and clean her up and I've never heaved in my life mm. that morning I was like Ooh. Oh and you know where you just think I'm too cute for this like right. I'm way too cute for this though I didn't look cute because I was like barely sleeping because mm -hmm. it was you know like when you, summer mm -hmm. it was about to be some spring so then the lights I mean daytime's coming up quicker so you don't sleep and longer and then it yeah so I was just tired and poo in my face I was like you know what guys I am done but this time I didn't tell them that I wasn't coming back I didn't make an announcement like hey guys I'm leaving my job mm. screw you guys I'm going to follow my dreams I remember that time the nurse in charge was like oh um when am I going to see you I was like oh probably in a couple of days in my next shift and that was the end of it I never really? said goodbye I never, I never said goodbye so have they called you back or when they didn't yeah I, I um they called me for shifts but then I remember this was when I was looking for a job and faith so you left without having a job yeah, I didn't have a job at the time. Mm. 
I didn't have a job to jump onto. Mm. But then I was like, do you know what? God has to... No, 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 no. I have to do something. It wasn't God before. It was probably me because, I, like I said, I planned to fail. Mm. Hey! I didn't... Yeah, I planned to fail, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah failed yeah, to yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah all of that. So I planned my way. So I was like... Because my friend, another friend of mine, had used an agency to find... No, a recruitment agency to find a job. Mm. So remember, like I said, at the beginning of the year, I spoke to this girl called Kaylee. Mm. And then the Holy Spirit, it was obviously the Holy Spirit, reminded me, call Kaylee. And I was thinking, but, you know, there's no job. So I called mm. her. We had this interview, Skype interview, everything like that. I told her about my whole uni career, how I didn't pass, why I didn't pass and journalism and everything like that. And she was like, okay, cool. We don't really have anything to do with journalism at the moment. And we don't really cover uh-huh. that ever, mm-hmm. do that sort of thing. And but she's like, does do that. And this is like a, a specific, like a specific yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, okay, have you ever thought about PR and marketing? And I was like, mm, not so much PR, but marketing I have thought about. She's like, okay, I'll look for, for jobs in that area and then we'll see what's going. And with this interview, I prepared for it like it was a real one. I dressed smart, I dressed well, um, I put on makeup, full beat, everything like I was going to a real interview, only to sit in front of the camera, which was, you know, cool. Mm. And I remember I told my mum that... That's what you're meant to do, though, if you're going to have, like, a phone call. Because my phone call interview, I put on makeup, I did the whole yeah. thing. What, for your phone call? Yeah. Not even video Just call. to get into that mindset and that mood of, like, okay, I'm being interviewed, I need to take myself seriously. Yeah, because you feel serious when you're yeah. not serious. Yeah. Excuse me, take yourself serious. Mm. So during this time, <coughs> I had no money. <coughs> Someone's coughing over here. Yeah. Cook is here, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> And um, at this time, I remember it was like two weeks, and my mum was like, because I was doing bank shifts, so it was when I wanted to pick them up or when they were available. Mm. And I hadn't booked anything, obviously, because I'd left. But my mum was asking, oh, when are you next going to work? And I said to her, oh, there are no shifts available. And no full well, I didn't book any. Mm. And if I called them, there probably were shifts available. And um, so during this time, uh, it was... A whole lot of prayer but as well as that curating the life that I wanted to have or drafting up that sort of life mm. I remember I used to thank God every day for my job mm. that I didn't have <laughs> I say thank you Lord for the job that I have I thank you so much for my my co-workers are amazing mm. my co-workers are at peace we work together in harmony and everything like that I used to confess that every day knowing full well I don't have that space Mm. and um, what else did I used to do I think I took a fast from um, secular music I want to say and just filled myself with gospel music and information that was that was according to what I wanted which was good news Mm. and pictures of on my vision board pictures of um i didn't know where i was going to work scriptures like um what scripture was it psalm 37 verse 5 don't know what that says <laughs> but it's psalm 37 verse 5 <laughs> i think it's like if you is it you, something to do with acknowledging god in everything that you do mm-hmm. it's a bit similar to proverbs 3 where it talks about that 
and then oh the most amazing one was god will exceed your expectations that one exceedingly above abundantly above, above all, all that you can ever ask think or imagine exactly mm. that was those were my verses i used to like sit on them and speak about them and confess them every day mm. cool so first job interview that i had was at this place and um it was literally last minute she told me on i think it was like the wednesday night i had the interview on thursday and it was for a pr and marketing and I remember at that time I had just done my driving theory test that I failed. <laughs> so I was like, wow, if this is anything to go by, hopefully this interview won't be like this. Mm. And at the time, I remember I was having really bad migraines and I just couldn't sleep well. So I did some revision for the job. I was like, what is PR, first of all? <laughs> I remember researching and researching, researching the company. And then on the Thursday, I went and it's in Guildford, which is super hilly. <laughs> super <laughs> hilly, like driving there is actually... Are we dreaming there Oh no, I went with my mum. Oh my gosh, And literally, so And like the roads are so narrow, oh, so it's like yeah. only one car. Sometimes it's like only one car at times, so you have to like stop on the hill. Oh, that's true. That balance, yeah, anyway, sorry. That is very true. So I remember going there, my interview was at 10 o'clock. Was it? Yes. It was at 10. Mm. And, um... Yeah, got that. Got there, I got lost. So it's a very long high street, so I went to the opposite end rather than where I was meant to go to, so I was lost, which made me 10 minutes late. And then when I got back there, it was on the top of the hill, and I was sweating like a flipping, <laughs> like someone who sweats a lot. <laughs> I couldn't think of an analogy. Who's someone that sweats a lot? What's a good... Um, Simile. I was sweating I was like, say, I, you know, like, 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 like they say something like preach or something. Yeah, like in church. Yeah, yeah, they say something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I was sweating so much. Mm. Got there, and it was this these two ladies. They were so lovely, and it was at the time that um, the Notre Dame building was on fire, and then I started saying how the the PR it's a bit of a PR crisis because how are they going to handle that and spin it into anyways? So I didn't nothing. I didn't know anything about PR. They asked me, what is a traditional PR? I didn't... Anyway, all the questions they asked me, I tried to play it like I knew. Finesse. Like, you know, finesse it and be like, yeah, this is how... Da, 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 da. And I just was like, wow, that went terrible because I was late and... Didn't have to answer the questions. The questions. So, went back. I can't remember when I found out, but I got another interview. And I was like, wow, oh my gosh, this is really good. And um, it wasn't that long, it was like a week. I think it was a Friday, I think I remember it being. Oh, yeah. So then they were like, we'll go next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so I remember going there next week, doing the same thing. I was at the train station, then they called me and they're like, your interview's been cancelled. And I was like, wait. <laughs> and I had just paid, because bear in mind I had no money, so I had to borrow money from my mum to buy a ticket and um, to get to Guildford and so obviously i couldn't go so i went to the ticket office and thankfully he refunded me and stuff so the next interview wasn't rescheduled for like three weeks or was it like two weeks it was a long it was time before it, before they rescheduled because the they wanted an interview with the md and she was unavailable she was ill so i was just this is when um your faith starts to be tested a little mm. bit because then i was like is this job really mine? Because I like their vibe. When I went to the interview, I got on with the people, the two ladies that interviewed me. I was like, wow, this is really nice. And it was my first ever interview. 
in like the corporate world bear in mind i've never worked in corporate industry whatever office nine to five never ever ever so yeah so then i was like thinking maybe this isn't for me um maybe my job this is just means that i'm not getting the job da, 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 da. and this was the time that you were going to kids oh, yeah. yeah. so i remember thinking it's happening for nama but what about me <laughs> God, like what's going on and I spoke I mean, to it wasn't her. even happening. <laughs> <laughs> but during the time, you yeah. get it. I spoke to another friend. <laughs> this is why it's important to have the right people around you. She was like, delay does not mean denial, Wamba. Just because yeah. it's delayed doesn't mean it's I not yours. Yeah, you know. And I was like, okay, God, delay does not mean denial. This job is mine. If it's mine, it will be mine. And then I got called for another interview with the MD. And she was so lovely. She was wearing jeans. I remember thinking... Wow, this is a cool managing director. She's wearing <laughs> jeans. What the hell? Okay, cool. And uh, I had a notebook because they said there was an assessment. I had a notebook. I had written notes and everything. And I remember when I took it, I was like, is it okay to have notes? And I was like, yeah, sure. That's amazing. Da, da, da. And um, yeah, that was done. And during that time, I remember stalking the company, basically like finding out everything about them. And I found out one of the ladies that interviewed me was a Christian and she was married to a black man. <laughs> Damn, but, you know, I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Remember the other day when I said that? Yeah. I liked you. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> so then, um, so that kind of worked in my favor because she, we, she was married to a black man. <laughs> and I'm black. And I'm black. Wow, we get along so well. And so those white about, people are like, oh, no, I'm not racist. Exactly, I know a black person. <laughs> so, yeah, we had that connection. And she was Christian, so I think, um, yeah. So anyway. Oh, is. oh, is a Christian. And then the second interview went well, and they called me back for a third one. Boy. And I was like, what is third? Bare interviews. I was like, that's crazy. So I told my mum. My mum said, these lot are playing you about. <laughs> How can you have a third interview? So either they want you or they don't want you. Yeah. And because the third interview was, it wasn't even an interview, it was drinks. And so I was so perplexed because I, I'd never heard drinks as part of an interview. And I asked all my friends who work in like corporate, corporate office jobs, is this what happens? They're no. like, eh, maybe, maybe they just want to know how you are as a person. And then met her for drinks. We went for Starbucks. We both didn't like coffee. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Why really are we here? here. Why are we here? And she ordered a, it was like fruit cooler. Mm -hmm. We both had that, whatever. Um, yeah, and then after that, I was just like, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, I love chit-chatting, but <laughs> Give me <a> why? <laughs> why, why, why? And um, she was like, okay, we'll let you know. Um, and she shook my hand because we had a bit of a connection. I wanted to hug her. <laughs> I was like, is that unprofessional? <laughs> Probably. And I'm not a hugger, so I was like, why do I want to hug this woman? Um, but yeah, they came back from the, the interview call. I remember I went to a cafe afterwards and I had to do because I was doing life coaching lessons at the time. So my life coach had given me an assignment to just do a life coach. No. But I wanted to be. She's my life great. Coach We're gonna have her on the podcast. Yeah, soon. she was like, you need to have dates with yourself where you ask questions to yourself and you talk to yourself, 
and so I remember having to go to this cafe and I was just like writing out questions and I was so content and at peace with what just happened I was like okay do you know what if this job is mine it's mine if not then we move we always move and God knows what is best for me but when I went to the office like she made me meet the boss and I remember shaking his hand and meet everyone in the office so I was like if you're calling me to tell me no why did I meet everyone yeah. in the office sort of thing so I was like but at the end of the day I was just like the game's the game if it works it works if this is mine it's mine but um yeah so I think they called me through the recruiter and she was like what what they called you through the recruiter they didn't tell me themselves you know so they called the recruiter rang me she's like I've got some news for you and um it was good news <laughs> she told me I got the job but I remember crying I cried. I ran downstairs to tell my mum and she was like, why are you crying? I said, I got the job. And she said, why are you crying? <laughs> yeah. It's meant to be good news. And I thought my mum would be like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Yeah. But some African mums, she, well, my mum's quite, um, sometimes, yeah, excitement is not really something that she does. Expresses. But yeah, expresses, thank you. But you know, um, and then I called Noma and Noma cried. <laughs> and it was literally so I sweet. She cried and she was like. I cry at everything. <laughs> And I just like, no, so at church the other day, this lady was telling a testimony about how her son, he's like seven. Yeah, you were there. I looked at that yeah. so like, <laughs> Were you emotional as well? No. Was it an emotional testimony? Maybe because you know her. But she's oh, like, her son didn't want to go to church for ages, but now he like, is so excited to go to church that like, he packs his stuff on a Saturday night and now he wants to go to church. <laughs> Okay, and you cried and I cried and I'm just like that is so cute wow <laughs> wow it's good to know you're emotionally in touch with yourself yeah, I never used to be emotional but now I literally just cry at everything but anyway yeah let it out so she cried <laughs> I cried I probably I couldn't believe it because I never thought it would be possible because I I had put my expectations on having a degree is why you get a corporate job Mm. and I don't have a degree I'm not qualified mm -hmm. and if you've listened and to the God message qualified listen to this corny girl the unqualified <laughs> but yeah it's true I listened to the message um underqualified yes but but qualified is that TV? what it is yeah yeah I listened to that and that was again something mm. that I had meditated on and sat on I got the job man now we're making money honey now we're making real money I'm well, it wasn't fake money before, <laughs> but it's like good money. It's like yeah. nine to five money. Yeah. And this is a job that I always said to myself that I always used to be like, I'm a creative. We don't need to be boxed. <laughs> nine to five will box you. But don't, don't. Like, that's, I think it's just being so rigid and just being quite myopic yeah. and thinking that's the only way to be creative is to have a job that you're freelancing or, you know. And you know what? Allowing God to to change your mind is something that's really important and the more you fellowship with God the more you allow you allow him to lead you mm. and you know trust in God as well this whole year I've learned how to trust God because you know when you think that you're in control that's when you do things your way and mm. it's probably not the right way mm. um, and this year again I got to know myself a little bit better because I was doing life coaching lessons there's so much that you probably don't even realize that you need to unpack and need someone to look into mm. for you to be a better person. There are things that you don't know how to communicate. And that was for myself. I was not a great 
um, not so much but like how to communicate oh no 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 it's more about the self-love thing I didn't really appreciate myself in the way that maybe even other people appreciated me mm. because I didn't see it I didn't allow myself to be and it's mad how that can literally just be down to honestly having a job and it's full of rubbish because you don't have a job yeah you just feel like what am I doing yeah but remember what you said about um, getting to a point where you're actually more than your career, more than your job, and you can explain yourself. Not even explain yourself, but I, you, there's still an identity behind you without your job. You the the perf- the way you said it was you you won't let your job define who you are. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and you won't let it be um, the. Oh no, you said it way better. Not the pedestal. It was like, I remember in my mind it was kind of like, yeah, define, allowing the job to define you. Yeah. Be all and end all. Yeah. If you don't have that job, then you are not. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not my job. I'm not what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all the small other things. Not small other things, but I'm all the other things that make. Oh, other things that happened this year. You know, gaining confidence in what you, in yourself doesn't necessarily mean, no. If you, when you gain confidence in yourself, you need to do those things, little, little things, like maybe planning something and knowing that you can achieve it. You know, self-confidence is about starting to accomplish, like I said, those little things. For instance, by you learning the new recipe, you mm. gain confidence because you then know that I can complete something. Mm. For myself, I was at a place where I didn't feel like I was able or good enough to do something mm-hmm. that I would avoid doing simple things like learning how to even what was it like cooking mm-hmm. or learning how to what was it I couldn't I couldn't even do myself I remember telling my friend I was like <sighs> even something as simple as doing my own hair like a new hairstyle because mm-hmm. I thought I'd fail at that mm-hmm. you know um so learning new skills like that um, I, I've always been into performing arts, so I went back into drama this year. Mm. I was in a, in a local, a part of a local theatre, and then I had the opportunity to become part of the board mm. of creatives, and God did that for me. And there are a lot of haters, you know, because you're, you're <laughs> favoured and Grace is, yeah. is following you. People yeah. will hate on you. There was a woman who told me that I only got the job because they needed to fill the diversity quota. Mm. And um, because I'm black, that's the reason why I'm on the board. And I was like, well, if it works for me, I guess being black is what's on there. If you didn't get chosen to be on the board, then that's your problem, not mine. Um, My God is great. (laughs) Favour isn't fair. That's so funny. You know, but um, yeah, this year's been crazy good. You know when you were speaking about... um, when you have a feeling that you're not meant to be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I left the radio station that I was at mm. because I just had a feeling that I'm not meant to be there anymore. Mm. It was a great opportunity for me, but I just felt, I just know that I needed to stop. Mm. And I, I remember trying to explain to people why I stopped because they were saying, if you leave an organization, you need a, um, a valid reason, not just a feeling. Like, how would you Who explain that? that to... Hmm? Who said that? One of my friends. Okay. He was like, if you leave a job, but he's quite um, logical with things. Oh, okay. and So he likes to explain things in logic. So he's like, if you leave a job, 
and you explain to your new job they'll say why did you leave that place you can't be like i just had a feeling i needed to go you need to be like the salary wasn't enough or yeah but you get there and you you say those things you don't just say that i got a feeling yeah you don't say that to your next employee employer sorry well then i didn't have a valid reason yeah just be like you uh, something that i was in i've been taught i can't remember who taught me it but it's just like because when I left YFM, I left it with a feeling there was nothing wrong. Mm. It was just like, I'm never going to be here. But at the same time, I tried to push it because I was like, oh, it's going to look bad on my CV because mm. I haven't been here a year, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like, the job that they offered me wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I'm looking for something What was that what you said more. to the new employer? They never asked me, but yeah, no, that's they what asked I was me. <laughs> They never asked me. Yeah, but that's, that's what I had planned in my head to say, which is the truth because it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. It yeah. wasn't exactly what was offered in the application. And therefore, I decided to leave because yeah. I want something more for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, um, I've learned to live on my own faith. I know that's yeah. quite in uh, self-explanatory. Whose faith are you meant to live on? But because certain people that I used to look up to weren't in my life anymore. I, I realized I depended on them mm. to direct me to God mm. rather than go straight to God. I would always go to someone to be like, oh, what should I do with this situation? I'm having a hard time looking for work or whatever. Mm. Show me the scriptures. I would go to that person to show me the scriptures rather than saying, let me Search. look for the scriptures yeah. myself or let and me talk Bible to God myself. Where does the Bible say? What or where? What? It says um, you need to study the scriptures to, to, to show yourself to approved. Show yourself approved yeah. yeah. Not study it on behalf of yeah. your mate. <laughs> or ask your mate. Yeah. Like Pastor Chris says, he's just a signpost yeah. to God or to Jesus. Is that what he said? Which one is it? One of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's just a signpost. And most times, rather than depending on what your pastor says or whatever, you have to go to the word yourself yeah, and man. establish that relationship. And that's how people get confused with scriptures because what happens is a lot of the time is a pastor, a, a minister, a pastor, or even whoever is speaking will, let's say, make a mistake with the scripture. Mm. And then they've changed their mentality. They've changed their understanding. At them. Them. <laughs> However, <laughs> you're still riding with the mentality that they gave you a couple, like a couple years ago. Can you have this person? No. And meanwhile, the person has changed and renewed and refreshed. And I literally almost spoke Zulu. That's how you know I'm passionate. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even speaking about anyone. I have nobody in mind. Oh, okay. Do you know? No, I don't. I swear I don't. I Can I say who he is? Who? Benny Hinn. Oh no, I wasn't even thinking that. I'm kind of, no, I wasn't saying at them. Oh no, I wasn't even thinking that. But that's a good example. Yeah, he changed his mind about yeah. prosperity and, gospel. Yeah, and um, how he's been doing his thing over and over the last few years, and then realized actually, do you know what? This is not it. This is not it. I've realized the and same I way. I absolutely loved the humility it takes to, to admit stand that you're wrong. And, uh, yeah, and admit that this was not it, mm. and I'm changing it. As a minister as big as him, mm. I, I, I rate it. Yeah. And again, this year I learned how important it is to be equally yoked with certain people. Um, I went on dates this year. Oh. And so it reminded I've me... I've been of, on zero dates. 
Sorry. And that was one of my goals this year was to go on dates. Mm. And you know, as stubborn as as I was, my goal happened. But I was going on dates with probably not the same people that I need to be equally yoked with. Yeah. Because reminded me of Benny Hinn. I remember I went on a date with this guy, mm. and it was after that conference that we went to Benny Hinn and Pastor Chris conference. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh yeah, I was with um, Benny Hinn, Pastor Chris. He'd never heard of any of them. Ah. Can you believe okay, it? Okay, wait, fair enough. Okay, fair Okay, listen. But Pastor Chris, fair enough. Okay. Benny Hinn! Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Benny we grew up, I grew up in Africa knowing who this yeah, man is. Yeah, true. Okay, true. And I was just like, huh? We're not on the same page. <laughs> Definitely not on the same, same page. Different worlds. Different worlds. Said, I said, do you speak in tongues? And he said, don't really understand it. <laughs> you see, this is my thing. Like, if you. Alright, alright. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> 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 no, so the, the whole dating thing for me is like, I can't, we're kind of going into this topic right now, but we'll go in deeper another day. Oh my gosh, get out of town. No, I'm not, I'm not going into it right now, but what I will say is I specifically put out this year in, in terms of I, I'm not trying to get to know anybody. And I don't want to go on dates. 2019 or 2020? 2019. Okay. I don't want it. Like, I'm literally just... Don't even try it. Like, I'm not even... I will just shut it down, basically. Mm. For me, just because I was just like... The time. And it, and I, I know you're going to say something. Well, there's a season for everything. Uh, was it you that told me about the Christians season? love seasons. <laughs> but there's a time and a season for everything. And for me, it was this... 2019 was not getting to know anyone. But anyway, how was dating? Boring? Great? Dating was very, very, very interesting. <laughs> um, first of all, I think if you're looking for a certain type of person, you go to a certain type of place. Mm. I went on the dating apps which aren't... Fair enough, I went on Christian Mingles, yeah? I went on Christian Mingle. You went on Christian Mingle? No, 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 not Christian Mingle. It was like Christian something something. Mm. It wasn't Christian Mingle. I didn't but, even know Christian Mingle was on the adverts yeah but i think they're like old people yeah exactly <laughs> that's why i've not been on it but i went on like christian dating apps but you can only swipe like five times because they'll be like um what's the scripture that they used like have you you'd swipe like four times and they'll say um have you read the word today and go and read the word instead of swiping i just thought why are we here mate <laughs> Mate, if I wanted to, well, I do want to read the word anyway, but yeah, it was like, you swipe. So then I was like, this one's boring, so I went on to Hinge, if you know about Hinge, shout out. Hinge is really cool. <laughs> Hinge is cool, like, it's nice, you can choose, like, if you're a Christian, if they're black, and, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway. The long and the short. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was good dating, made me realise that. I'm continuing to date in 2020, but with intention mm -hmm. and in the right places. I think you go to church to find a man, isn't it? Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in the church for how long? <laughs> Is that what they say? Find a man somewhere <laughs> now. But um, yeah, dating was good, man. It was, it was, it was an experience that I needed to do, and it just proved to me that whatever goal you set your mind to. Um, you can achieve it whether or not you get the right results is a whole nother story which is why you just need to follow God's leading because I rushed in it because mm. I got so frustrated I was like oh, I need to go on dates 
you know, rather than um, actually letting God to allow me to um, choose, the right to choose the right person and to just listen to him. I feel like I'm entering, like, I've, I just turned 23 and I feel like only now it's clicking in my head, like, no, you might want to find somebody, not find, like, you might want to, you know, get into some, get to be open to letting people in type of thing and it's like thinking about okay so if i save this much to buy a house that means it'd be easier if i actually had somebody to buy a house with etc etc just things like that and just like jenny like actually i don't want to be alone when i'm 30. Mm. i don't actually you know i kind of want to have kids in like the next however long this is like the time for me which is why in 2020 i am i am i don't want to say open but I am. Are you am, closed? <laughs> I am. What's the word I'm trying to use? I am. I think open's perfect. It's open perfect. Yeah. I'm open to. You are, yeah. Yeah. I'm open to applications. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not applying? I'm not applying, no. Yo, this brings me to a question of should women um, pursue? Well, I guess it. I guess it's another topic for another day. It's another topic. What else happened in 2019? What friendships were you guys? Friendships. Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> we can just that. <laughs> friendships. I was actually saying at my dinner party when everybody had left, it was literally just a couple of people that for me it was like everybody that I once loved came back. Oh. Yeah. Cute, isn't it? Um, so like I had lost contact for so long and I was literally praying for new friends and then it was just like these are the people that I already knew in like 2015, 2014 and they just all came back and it's like nothing ever happened mm -hmm. um, and I just and I appreciate it and love it love them to pieces so that's what happened to me I don't think I've made oh I have made new friends actually like people that I can genuinely be like oh like you're my like we can go oh, out my doggy yeah you're my doggy yeah mm. but yeah that's what happened to me friendships because I feel like eight, 2018 everybody vanished mm. what about you what were you gonna say oh <laughs> yeah tell, tell the people then about your about my friendships. friendships no you just get to see people's true colors with friendships and I'm a person who believes in um, actions speak louder than words mm. So sometimes, like one of us says, you know, when you went to South Africa, you saw people kind of were disappearing in a way. Yeah. So I think, you know, in 2019, I actually saw people who who were my true friends, you can say, just because of their actions. Because some people say, oh, people, we know, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I miss you. You know, they miss you. Yeah, text. them ones. And it's just like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'd rather somebody do something rather than just speak, you know, like, do be a doer. You know the words. Be a doer of the words. <laughs> be a doer of the friendship. Exactly. No, but in any relationship, um, you have to do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I've also learned that in any type of, like I said, any type of relationship, even romantic relationship, you can't just say, "Oh, I love you. I love you. Show I appreciate me. you." But show me why you're doing to actually show, um, the love that you have for me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm trying to think. I've learned a lot actually about friendships, but now I'm. I think what exactly what else um, and it's actually also important to understand when you have to let go of certain friendships mm -hmm. because you know sometimes 
you want to hold on to these friendships because you you share a past. Explain to them what you were saying in terms of why you feel like you feel why you feel as though you want to hold on to relationships. Because me, I'm the total opposite. And but she is very like. Can I explain? Sorry. <laughs> so for me, it's like. I don't, for me, it's for, it's hard to give up, mm. just in general, in life, oh gosh, in life, I can't give up on something, if I want it, I will get it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I feel like I've taken that into um, relationships as well, mm. so I feel like I can't give up on somebody just because of how I can't give up in other aspects of life. So yeah, that's how I found it, challenging you to give up and let go. Especially when the person is showing you signs, mate. Yeah, plenty of signs. Plenty of signs. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I think I need to pray about it because, like, you know, you see so many signs, but you choosing to ignore these signs. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and then at the end of the day, you're hurting yourself because you've, God is clearly showing you these signs, mm. but you're not, you know, you're yeah. not listening to the signs. You're yeah. not seeing the signs. Mm, yeah, plenty of them. Certain certain friendships are like bad relationships and toxic That's like relationships. Bad relationships. Yeah, it's like relationships. It's, it's like relationships. relationships. Your friendships are like relationships. You need to cut it off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's like you see all the history with your friend. Do you think mm. friend? Okay, I'll talk about my friendships. What I've learned, and mm. then I'll ask you guys this question. So for me, mm. I've learned that you need to be as a person for me this was me personally yeah. i needed to be vulnerable with my friends mm -hmm. so it's like a double-edged sword i didn't want to be vulnerable because i think the vulnerability i would i used to think the vulnerability would turn people off mm -hmm. do you get it mm -hmm. so um mm -hmm. if i showed you my ugly side you will hate it and then leave me mm -hmm. but then with it with that it, it like backfired on me so much like let's say i'm having a really bad day but i'll pretend that i'm fine and I'll be like, you'd be like, Mom, are you okay? I'll be like, yeah, no, no, I'm okay. Oh, my God, I can't stand Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just not okay. And for me, when I'm not okay, I tend to be silent, like, mm. dead ass, quiet. So, Hello. Oh, my God. Like, no, I would leave me alone, but don't switch the energy, please. That's my only thing. Don't no, switch the I'll energy. I'll switch the energy. Yeah, no, anyway, carry on. And it's a toxic And trait. it's mad, because both of you are my closest friends, and you both do this. But what energy? Oh, what, what energy? But it's mad. It's toxic. No, no, no. I'm fighting for toxic energy. For toxic energy. Let's unpack. Let's unpack, Twilight. <laughs> 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 no, like, if I'm in a bad, and it's not a good thing to have, I'm not yeah. proud of it. Yeah. Because it's, it's gotten me this far in life. When I was younger, so my life coach showed me that it used to work for me when I was younger, hence why I still do it now. Yeah. So when I was I young, associate that behavior with secondary school. Yeah, childish. Yeah. Childish. childish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, when I was younger, if I was if I didn't get my way, mm -hmm. I would go quiet and my mom would get me what I wanted. <laughs> so if I'm I didn't be nice. Yeah, like okay. if I didn't get it, I would not speak to my mom. I would just zilch. And then she would eventually get me what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So then it's carried on into adulthood, which is so bad. So if if I'm not, but then it's all communication. So I would like, literally, yeah. if my friend, if I'm having a bad day, or my friend has upset me. Day, eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right then. I am from Toronto. You don't know about that. Um, so then I'll just be like, no, 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 I'm fine. Yeah, no, no, no. So there's this one time, 
I went somewhere with my friends and I think I was just like about to come on menstruations, you know, and so you're just a bit moody and that mood was not good. And I was looking for my, I was looking for work. I just felt really unworthy, all these things, you know, but instead of telling them how I felt, I just held it all in and they asked me a question and I just snapped back to something like, I think they said, do you know so-and-so is having a baby? I was like, no. <laughs> and it was just literally like that. And then the rest of the journey, imagine the whole afternoon I didn't speak to them. It's three of us. Mm. Didn't speak to anybody. And they were just and then my friend was she was like, What's wrong with you? I said, Nothing. I'm fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. <laughs> like that. Mm. And um, it turned into a really big argument and we had an argument and then I had the chance to reflect because she called me up on it. I've never had somebody call me up on it. Well, my family do it, but then, you know, as family, they're always going to be there. Whereas friends can actually leave. Mm. And when you value a friendship, you, you have to want to change your toxic traits. Do you know what I mean? You have mm. to want to change. So for me, what I've learned is to allow myself to be vulnerable and to be honest with your friends. To be honest about the, the difficulties that you're having personally. And to also be them there for them when they're going through difficult times, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what I've learned. It's just being honest and open with your friends. Because you've said as well, like, I may think what I've done is, like, the worst thing in the world, but you've probably been through it as well. Yeah. Like, you can probably relate to it, or you know someone who can relate to it. Because, you know, mm. when you're in your own problem, you think nobody else has experienced this. Isolating your incidents. Exactly. And thinking that I'm the only one. And, um, yeah, that's the story on... What was the question you wanted to ask? My question was... Are friendship breakups worse than actual relationship relationship breakups? Um, after these, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. How long have you been going out? Is it like the same amount of time? Like same, same. It's just time. Nah, I think I think I do. Okay, I do think relationships are a bit harder. Really? I, 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 I say that, but I've actually never been through like a tough breakup in terms of relationship and friendship i think you sure about that i don't know friendship wise but I however know. i'd say relationship just because you give a little bit more and i mean like emotionally like physically i mean i, I mean, i'm not involved no no, 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 no 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 because in a relationship yeah yeah no, are we being, like can i ask you know in this is a hot podcast oh, in, in friendship are we talking about you've known these two people the same amount of time like look then same can time be, then. can be, or, or just a tablet. It doesn't even matter. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, continue. I'm still thinking. <laughs> Do I think? I think. I think relationships may be a little bit harder, just <coughs> because I feel. I feel like yeah, you just give that little bit more than you would in a in a friendship. Um, in a friendship, I mean, in a relationship, you give that little <laughs> bit more in terms of like attentiveness and just. Even physically, it doesn't have to be these eggs, but it's like, it's, it's like maybe just being able to hold that person and just hug and just, you know, that's, that's like a lot, do you know what I mean? Mm. And get, not having that anymore can be, be difficult. Yeah, it can be quite difficult as well. Whereas if it's a friendship, really our means of communicating our affection a lot of times <coughs> mainly like words um and gifts and 
you know, mm. not as much. Whereas I feel like when you're in a relationship, it's like I wanna hold you, I wanna, you know, be in your presence. Like I can go without seeing you guys for a long time, but still feel like we're like tight. Mm. However, in a relationship, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to hold my man. Like, mm. so yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, I think I would disagree only because if I had to stop, if we had to break up, Noma. I literally speak to you all the time. Yeah. And then, no, fair enough, I don't see you. But it's the ability, like, as a friend, mm. you can call, I can call you up whenever. Mm. And imagine if that's stripped away from me. Yeah, but you can call anybody. Like, I can, you yeah, can. You, fair enough, you've got more friends that you can then depend on. Mm. But they're not you. Do you get it? Mm. They're not that person. Mm. And they're not, um, I think friendship breakups are a little bit worse. Because you've probably celebrated so many monumental things together mm. that, uh, I can agree with that to be honest. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, just that bit. I, I just think, think that they're a little bit, they're a little very, bit harder. Yeah. Friendship breakups are a little bit harder because you're probably intertwined, especially close, close friends where they're family or something. Yeah. You know, your family knows them, you know them. But then again, it's, it probably crosses over with mm. the way relationships are as well because yeah. you bring them into your family or... Yeah, exactly. And um, then that one's probably harder because you can't necessarily just always reach out mm. unless they text it's you. It's the same, but then it's, I reckon it's the same, to be honest. It's yeah, it probably is, is a little bit similar. Yeah. We thought about it in our Cuba. <laughs> I agree with both of you guys, what you guys have said. Um... I mean, I think friendship breakups are a bit more challenging mm. from my experience anyway. Mm. Um, because with friendships, you can talk to somebody about anything and everything. But I guess you can do that as well with your <laughs> boyfriend. Exactly. Because you need to have first build a relationship, a friendship with your boyfriend. Mm. Uh, it's a challenging one. I think, like, I, what normally said, it's 50 50, to be honest. Mm. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I don't but yeah, even as you explain, I think if sex is involved, if sex is involved, it'll be more challenging. Yeah. Need to have Daniel, bro. Like, uh, yeah, I should have a sex. You will have it. We should so, have a sex episode. Literally, because you know when you have sex, right? He explains like so. <laughs> sex when you're having. Mom, but so into this conversation. Yeah, bro, don't you worry. <laughs> but anyway, when you have sex, right? It's like you're putting your own. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 when you have, when you have sex. But anyway, you know when you have it, yeah, you, you <laughs> do the damn thing in it. <laughs> the damn thing, you know what I mean? But it's like you're putting your all into it, especially as a guy. Exactly. So then afterwards, you know how you guys can fall asleep mm-hmm. because you put so much in it. You put so much in. It's Energy. like you're putting you're putting your whole body, your soul, and basically, I don't see a spirit because yeah, no. Basically, oh, your whole body and soul into it. So to get to that climax, so the guy, obviously, when the guy burst or whatever <laughs> <laughs> guys we are all we are not grown we are immature so he's like he's releasing everything do you know what i mean yeah he's released everything like his inside. emotions his whatever he's all inside of you yeah. and that bit it's like it's taken some part of 
part of that person i'm not the best person to explain it because i'm not really 100 percent sure because obviously yeah, you know what i mean <laughs> what i was saying in terms of pastor chris soul, said soul ties don't exist yeah at that time when he said it i remember i was an avid believer in soul ties mm. right okay. but then it was like where because he was like where in the scripture does it say this mm. where does it mention about soul mm. ties and sure. i'm like i'm into both sides with you explaining what you just said mm -hmm. it's so true so accurate because i see but then it. i feel like if there wasn't then why would we get told to if not walk you. sorry <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> go on uh, I, i'm gonna be that person that cuts people <laughs> up on the podcast of there's always one but um if we're why, told yeah we're told to be why are we told to be equally yoked? Why are we told to not walk with unbelievers? Why are we told to be careful of the people around us? Do you know what I mean? I feel like those, it doesn't have to be the word soul tie. We make up words. Yeah, I think we are in new English words. That, that, that's <coughs> fair enough. That's probably true. You're mm. very, very right. Because, you know, but then as you were speaking, I was thinking of scriptures like, mm. um, walk with the wise and become wise. Mm. So good company corrupt, no, bad company corrupts good character. <laughs> yeah. And all those those type of their scriptures like that especially in proverbs where it talks mm -hmm. about who you're hanging out with mm -hmm. yeah. you then kind of rub off each rub other because yeah, yeah, yeah. i was as you're speaking i was thinking right there's certain traits that um remember when i was i was talking about this guy that i dated mm. he was no he's definitely an unbeliever <laughs> not i was gonna say he was he did mormon he was new age like literally <laughs> no. he went muslim he went muslim because he went back to his country to get circumcised so now he's, he's muslim and i was like no do you know what there's still a chance for him to change yeah, I, sorry <laughs> and I then wish. can you not <laughs> I, I was so he was like um he would i remember he told me he i got a job and then I was like, oh my gosh, I thank God I got the job, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, why are you thanking God when you applied for the job? God didn't do that, you know, and things like that. So he said that, and then I remember thinking, ew, no, oh my gosh, yuck, devil. And then, but then, but then the, when we got intimate, then I um, eventually started saying, I'm the one who's doing all the work. Okay. Yes, it's true. Grace? Oh. What's that? Ooh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I started then saying, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. Mm. 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 Yeah, that's terrible. That I know. I oh, can right, see it. Just, <laughs> but oh, yeah, no, oh. I see what you're saying about it. it. Rubs off on you, and even now, like, yeah, it just totally rubs off on you. I'm now seeing where I got these certain bad habits creep yeah. back, mm -hmm. and it's because. And that's that for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we can talk about it, it but in private, is, yeah, in private, in private, off the mic. Um, yeah, like my Todd. <laughs> yeah, load of this guy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's it for the what's it called again? Jaykin. Are you sure? I'm Jaykin, the Turn to Your Neighbor podcast. Turn I to your neighbor and say, it's been a good day. <laughs> it's been a good day. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, I love me for being me because God made me just like him. Boom boom. That was nice, wasn't it? That was good. But Thank you. Wacko. <laughs> <laughs> your high five. Yeah, turn so to your neighbor, neighbor and say, Come, What was the topic of this thing? Your year. Yeah, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm entering a glorious <laughs> year. I'm entering a glorious year. I'm entering <laughs> a glorious year. <laughs> <laughs> turn to your neighbor and say, 2020 
is the year that I see vision clearly. Amen. 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 <laughs> For how many of <laughs> 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 